Hello, everyone. Uh, whatever episode of the Quarantine Cast, this is uh, March 17th, 2021. Uh, I just came in the call and was told that we got to record this. So, yeah, yeah go ahead. Episode 244, uh, minutes ago, mere minutes ago, Ryan Holtz uncovered a conspiracy theory which holds no bounds that there was this guy going around pranking Wisconsin news stations <laughs> in the like mid to late aughts. Uh, pretending to be K. Strass, a yo-yo master, and it's fucking Mark Pro or not Mark Probes. What, what's his name? Uh, Mark. Uh, uh, Colin on. Robinson. Colin and, uh, Robinson. Uh, yeah. Mark Mark Proch. 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 Okay. However you pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, he was the guy. <laughs> he played, he pretended to be a yo-yo master and traveled around to his local Wisconsin news stations, <laughs> pranking them. <laughs> And giving really bad interviews. And it's fucking amazing. And it's literally Colin Robinson. <laughs> he became, like, then a somewhat notable actor for... And his most famous role is where he kind of does what he's doing on these morning shows. Just kind like, of bumbles along. And, yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, my God. On his Wikipedia page right now, paragraph two in the introduction, he rose to prominence when he portrayed the character K. Strass, a parody of a yo-yo master who became an internet sensation after appearing on local news shows. Yeah. The whole uh, thing was that, like, oh, we we're showing off how easy it is to prank local news because they never vet anyone. Um <laughs> And this is where I, this is how I discovered this, by the way. I'm watching a Vice video. It was recommended for me. It was like a six-minute-long video about these two guys who I had seen before, um, who pretended to be strongmen on uh-huh. morning oh. shows, and they would like stomp on like picnic baskets and like hit each other with sticks, and like it was it was pretty funny. Um, they're the two guys who run the Found Footage Festival, festival, which is like a somewhat also like uh, known like comedy routine that they travel around with and it's just their collection of VHSs and stuff. They got sued for doing that by Gray Television, who is the parent company of some of the stations that they pranked. Um and, and eventually like when Gray Television heard that Vice was gonna run a story on them, they were like, oh shit, this is gonna have a lot of bad press for us and like pulled <laughs> the lawsuit and stuff. Gray Television owns WMTV in Madison uh, which is the NBC affiliate that I worked for in college. I had an internship there. Mm-hmm. So I know like a lot of those people and I know like a little bit about great television and everything. So I was a little like, holy shit, that's crazy. Then in that Vice clip, they're like, yeah, we have like a history of, uh, you know, kind of pranking Maureen News because they really don't vet you at all. Like you just send an email and lie the whole time and they'll never check it. Or at least they didn't before the internet and stuff, or before the internet was as big. I mean, I guess it's the aughts. Like, they definitely should have yeah. been able to check it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, on them. That's a on quick them. Google probably could have done something. Um, and yeah, I like... Don't know, I don't know, their MySpace page looks pretty legit. I think we gotta book this guy. <laughs> so then they went to... And they were like, yeah, we got our friend Mark uh, to pretend to be, like, a yo-yo master and prank a bunch of people. And I saw a couple of, like, very brief clips of him fucking up the yo-yo, like, not doing it. <laughs> properly and one of them had nbc 15 in the fucking corner and i was like holy shit he went on my channel like and then so i was like and then i saw his face a little closer and i was like that's fucking colin robinson (laughs) playing a a fake yo-yo master 
Uh, and he went on my, like, the, the channel that I worked for for a summer. So then I found that compilation that I sent to you guys. Uh-huh. Um, and and I it does not show the, his appearance on WMTV, but they do have him on uh, Channel 3000, which is the CBS yeah. affiliate in Madison. That's what it opens with. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my, he was definitely in Madison. And I found an article talking about him, like back when they were like, we don't really know who he is or what, what he's all about and stuff. <laughs> um, and he did, so he did prank Channel 3000. It does say that he did go to WMTV and got them too. Um, also, he talked with Amy Flugstop, uh, who was an anchor while I was there. Like, I, <laughs> I knew her. Like, I literally had a working relationship with her. Um, and, like, she was far and away the funniest one. It was on, like, Sunrise 7, which I think is in Wausau. Um, she <laughs> she's, like, a reporter interviewing him, like, off to the side. Uh, and then, like, there's the anchors on the other side. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> She's like talking with him and she's like, so like, what's yo-yoing all about to you? And he's like, yeah, so I'm just a 35 year old kid at heart, uh, twice divorced, uh, don't have a girlfriend, don't want one. Uh, like he just starts talking about random shit and then he's just like, my parents, they just got divorced. Uh, one lives in Oshkosh and the other lives in Minnesota and they, and he's like, I have a brother in Portland. And all of a sudden you start hearing this interference and you're like, oh God, the mic is going out. What the fuck? And then it's a ringtone. His phone was ringing <laughs> in the middle of the interview and he answers it. He's like, it's my dad. Like it's right after he told him. That oh my dad. God. Just got to and he's just like, hello. Hi. Yeah. Hi dad. Yeah. I love you too. Like, and he's just like talking and Amy flukes up who once again, I know this person is just like. Uh, uh, we'll toss it back to you guys and it goes back to the anchors and they're just like yeah like he seems like he's going through a rough time like, anyone else if their phone was in the studio would be a problem but he's got some personal stuff like he's allowed to have his phone and then after the commercial break they went back to him they they let the interview fucking continue they didn't cut it no one no one was like who the fuck is this guy with a quick google search like is this guy real they, they brought him right back out and let him continue his interview. And he kept talking about meaningless nonsense. I, oh, this, my God. These are professionals. Was, I mean. <laughs> this is also local news. This is, I assume, during a downtime. They can't do another lap through the farmer's market. They got to fill this with something. K-Strat. You know what? K-Strat. I'd like to see the ratings on that. I'd like to see the ratings on those episodes. And this may or may not be another uh, vaulted memory. We did have someone. I think he was legit. I don't think it was K-Stress. Because this whole bit was that he was touring Madison area schools. And in the Channel 3000 interview, he says, I'm in Stoughton tomorrow and then Milton later this week. Those are schools that were in our sister conference, like the Badger South. We were in the Badger North. When I was in elementary school... Which was in the mid-aughts, we did have a yo-yo master come to our school. I'm pretty sure he was real. I'm pretty sure I remember yeah, him no, doing actual I, tricks. We, we had one of those too, Lucas. You might okay. not remember, but I, I distinctly remember buying a yo-yo. At I think I did little, too. And I, and I could never do it correctly. 
No, yeah, it's hard. But I think he yeah. did actual tricks. I don't think it was Case Strass, yeah. but no, no, there no. was it a was, part of me a, that was, was like, real guy. hold he was, on. Because he was doing crazy shit with the yo-yos. I remember that. I but mean, no, like, no. this this thing is, it's real. The, there are yo-yo masters that go around giving inspirational <laughs> speeches at schools. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's dumb even when it's real. I don't know. I don't know if you can bring... Let alone when it's fake. Even if they vetted this dude and they're like, oh, this Kester-ass dude, he's fucking legit. Even if they did that, why would you bring him on for an interview? But also, like, that's so fucking funny. He he billed himself in the Channel 3000 video as the first ever... It was a non-profit toy manufacturer uh, that was using, like, eco-friendly products. So he was pretending that they were, like, green yo-yos. <laughs> And that he had, like, an environmentalist message. So in the very beginning of the, the YouTube video I send you, in the first two seconds, it's, like, going yeah. green Wisconsin. Like, it was mm-hmm. for a segment uh-huh. that they had created, like, probably a weekly segment this or something. This is the guy they chose. This is... They, they were like, oh, perfect for our going green segment. And they fucking threw him out there. The, when they say, oh, let's... Well, yeah, can you show us some tricks then? And he's like, yeah, I figured we can all do some tricks together. Like, I'll do... And then he, they're like, yeah, I was gonna say, you go first. So he like he's like, yeah, I like to say to the kids, like, you know, life is up and down. You got your, your downs, and he like does it, and then the yo-yo immediately falls off the string, <laughs> hits the ground, <laughs> bounces away, and he's like, yeah, that's the... Like, you know, it's all great. It's good for the environment and everything. But, like, man, these green yo-yos, like, this keeps happening to me. Like, he, he blames environmentalist products. It's too fucking perfect. Oh, my God. Mark Proche, Mark you're a fucking genius. And I love the fact that you ripped my, my local media market that I... That launched my current career to absolute shreds. I I so good. I need to live in a universe where <laughs> after this, the people involved in that segment got together in a boardroom. They're like, guys, we cannot let that happen again. Something <laughs> like that. It makes us look terrible. We need you to do a better job. And then some intern busts the door down with a sheet of paper. like, guys, guys, the yo-yo fuck up guy. He's a hit. <laughs> He's an absolute hit. They He's lightings. <laughs> Everyone He's a big it. titted hit. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. No, I ask me anything about local news. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I am not in that world ever again. I am very thankful to everyone I worked with. They were all great and very good at their jobs. But there's absolutely like fuck ups that happen because at the end of the day, there's like four people putting together an hour long newscast. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, there was a book that was kept track of by the director of every newscast that had every single mistake, no matter how small, even if it was like a mic gave a little bit of feedback or something like that, all the way up to like uh, the story went black in the middle of the... <laughs> package or something like that like big fuck-ups that were really like big problems and stuff um i'm sorry like was that used to you know figure out where you could improve or are they just documenting people okay okay so it's not like it would go to the station manager uh who would then review it and like adjust protocol or procedure to try to find, like, if there's ways that they could 
eliminate those problems in the future sort of things. Because a lot of times it's just not something you can control. Like it's literally like you've got an on, you got an on, we had an on floor manager. I know for a fact that the one that I work for now has all robotic cameras and uh, the, the only people in the studio are the anchors. Like everyone else behind the scenes is inside the booth in master control. Like the only people inside the studio are uh, the people that are going to be on camera because all the cameras are robotic and you can adjust all that from the studio and everything. But when I was there, you had a floor manager who set up all the cameras and everything. You had someone who ran the prompter who was just an intern. That was me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then you had a director and a producer in master control. That's it. They, we did it all. Like we were the ones that were putting on the show. There were engineers that ran like the hardware in the background, which did completely fuck up once and I'll never forget, and I don't know, I feel like I should say her name because she was a fucking pro and nailed it. Uh, her name was uh, Syra Anwar. She was the on-air uh, person for the broadcast. I think it was on a Saturday, so she was like the weekend uh, mm-hmm. fill-in uh, anchor. And she literally had to read the news with no VO clips. Like, she read the news with a camera in her face, just staring at the camera the whole time. We didn't have any clips or anything because it was all broken. And, like, uh, in between, during the commercial break, she would, like, break down and, like, fucking be like, holy shit. Like, this is too much. Like, the stress of literally staring and just reading into a camera for, like, seven minutes and trying to make it somewhat interesting was, like, just unbearable, basically. Yeah. Um, And any mistake, like, she couldn't. There's just zero room for error and everything. It was fucking insane to watch. And I was on prompter, so I'm sitting there like, Jesus Christ, if I fuck up, like, <laughs> this is this is a huge problem. So everyone was just insanely on edge. Midway through the broadcast, an engineer um, figured out a way to feed it manually into the system. Because it was like the automated system was completely fucked. So we were, like, feeding clips manually, like, one by one. It was just a nightmare. Um, yeah. Good on you, Siron, or wherever you are. Hopefully you're oh, in a big market oh. now. Okay, sorry. I, it took me a minute to realize uh, what you were just... So instead of cutting to the news, the, the mm-hmm. clips from the scene or whatever story, it was just her painting a picture with her words because that wouldn't load it. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. None of the clips were up. We edited them all, and then uh, the director didn't notice until like five minutes before airtime that like none of them were in the system. <laughs> So we literally just had to, yeah, she just read like, and, and yeah, you're saying paint a picture. The script is all written like hours in advance. We didn't have time to rewrite the script to be more descriptive. It's like the difference between a radio announcer at a football game and a TV announcer. Like Uh a TV announcer isn't going to go into as much like descriptive detail because the images are right in front of you. Like, so she was more reading what would be under, yeah, VO footage of, a uh, gas station with caution tape and, uh, you know, a broken window or some shit. Like, it, it was fucking wild, dude. That that was one of the craziest moments. I guess she is now in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Good for her. So she is in Ooh. a... She, she made the jump to the big market, which I know everyone wants to do, mainly if you're in Madison. <laughs> you want to make that jump to the, to the larger markets. Um, but, yeah. Fucking local news is so fascinating. You guys, you guys have any questions for how the fuck that works? Do you think? 
Do you think there'd be more movies about local news if Anchorman Ron Burgundy hadn't satirized that from the get-go? Because this sounds like a wealth of drama and human storytelling and just a lot of storytelling potential just from the nature of what it is. But I, yeah. Will Ferrell beat it to the punch. Will Ferrell was probably the... Um... Austin Powers to yeah. any serious movie made about uh, local news is James Bond. Like it, it definitely put a damper on yeah potentially being able to mine that area for stories because it had already been yeah just made fun of to no end. What are you but, talking about? Night Nightcrawler is a thing. That's a serious no, yeah. movie about oh, local God. news. Yeah, totally about the local news people that work there and not this one fucking dude who's absolutely wild. If it bleeds, it leads. That is a real thing. Uh, I, I did get uncomfortable a lot of times, yeah. That it was obvious that it was a descriptor that if someone like got shot, it was like they got shot in the face. Like they, I'm not that was uttered at least three or four times. In and in Madison which is not yeah. a like insanely dangerous place. No. But if someone got shot in the head area, it was always they got shot in the face and it just was like feels like you're talking about like a video game character and not a real human being Yeah. That, no, that's definitely sensationalized. I um either died or is in serious condition. Like what uh I I don't want to say wildest, but what news story event did you work on while you were there that I, this is what you remember the most. I So the thing I remember the most and the craziest story was not a story that we overtly worked on. We did cover it, I think, in the broadcast following it. But uh, it was the RNC in 2016, President Trump's accept, or at that time, Republican yeah. nominee for President Donald Trump's acceptance speech. Um, you know, all the broadcast networks were covering it in primetime. So we were delayed because local news comes on immediately following primetime. Um, mm-hmm. with a with the broadcast and everything, we were delayed in starting that because he fucking just rambled forever. Um, the lead anchor had gotten a hold of the script like that was running through the prompter uh, for President Trump, and he was like kind of reading along at first, like you know having fun with it, like doing a Trump impression, like making fun of him, like just everyone in the in the room was having fun, like ripping it to shreds and everything, yeah. and being like, God, we want to get home, get off the fucking air. Uh, and it was just fucking wild. And as it got like longer and longer in the tooth, like people were just like getting more and more like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? And like, oh my God, this, this dude's fucking insane. Like, mm-hmm. and we were like comparing and contrasting like moments where he was clearly going off script uh, compared to like when he was sticking pretty much like right down the line on his message and everything. And it, it was very weird because yeah, that speech is definitely, you know, a huge moment in what eventually led to where we are as a country right now. And yeah, I was in a newsroom with a bunch of journalists who were reading uh, his speech, like as, as he went along taking turns, doing Trump impressions and everything. And, you know, still kind of mocking it because no one thought he had a chance to beat Hillary, basically like everyone, like a lot of people I think knew that he had a good shot at winning the nomination, but at that point, it was just like, okay, who's going to win the nomination to lose to Hillary, right. basically? Because they're all fucking weak as shit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so Fuck. That, was, that was really wild. And now looking back on it, I can be like, wow, what a what a unique experience that 
I was like obliquely a part of, you know. Um, we got to do a clap sync, move on to the post roll. Uh, wh- our local news anchors union. Well, okay. No one's union. All right. I, well, I didn't. I know journalist area. Nobody's union, <laughs> and everyone is. I mean, maybe in big markets. Okay. In, in Madison, no fucking way. Okay. Absolutely not. They're all well paid, though. Like the anchors, right. the people on yeah. camera, all make good money. Like mm-hmm. even in small markets, people behind the camera make nothing. No, like literally minimum wage. Yeah. Oh, what are people filling those roles? as resume builders then or is that like people's career oh okay both yeah (laughs) you're trying to get into a big market in the smaller markets there's just no money like when when you're getting the action man from action man plumbing and that's your advertising (laughs) like it's not yeah there's just no money there cleary building company or whatever the the it's just nothing and i remember the sales department being as big as the entire like news division you know like mm-hmm. everyone who was actually putting on the local news, take that and then double it. That's the sales department. Like, so they were desperately trying to, you know, make money and sell ad spots and stuff so that we could make more money. But yeah, no, like a lot of people that I worked with were probably pulling in like $29,000 a year to do that job. It's fucking wild. Damn. So. All right, and with that, we go to time.is for a clap sync in the post roll. St. Patrick's Day slash... Submarine day! <laughs> oh shit! We're talking Good. submarine sandwiches or nuclear I submarines. I think so, right? Also, I... uh, they couldn't get a woman to give like have have the quote <laughs> on International Women's Day, and they couldn't get an Irish person on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, what a sham time dot yeah. is is. Andrew Andrew did not speak up when they didn't get a woman or when they didn't get uh what was the last one that we talked about? Uh, but once it's the Irish, Andrew's like, "Hold on." They got you a fucking get... Spaniard on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. The Spaniards um... stood by and watched. <laughs> <laughs> they were a complicit in the crimes against the Irish. So they did dye the Chicago River green uh, last weekend. Hadn't the previous because of COVID, but did this year. And nobody's quite sure how that fully manifested. What do you mean? What do you mean? A couple of stories have popped up. The one that's most likely was that the city was contractually obligated to do this. Like the money is going to be paid anyway. So then they just decided, yeah, we'll do it anyway. It's like a fun thing, but not tell anybody for like a COVID risk. That's probably what happened. But now you have stuff that's like, this is done through the plumbers union in the city. So a couple of rogue plumbers just decided that they're going to follow through on this fun community thing. Uh, And then the one that I think is least likely that I dislike the most is that, uh, a bunch of private industry guys just did it to to stick it to the man, stick it to the union. But 
the river is green, like that's not an event. Wait, what? What? It's not like how like yeah, dying they dyed the river green. That doesn't uh-huh. necessarily mean that there's going to be a COVID crowd. No, Lucas is saying yeah. that basically the city didn't claim responsibility for dying it, so it's yeah, leading no, up I mean, to a bunch like, of theories. How, how is that like sticking it to the man or no, if, if private industry yeah. guys like took it into their own hands because those mm-hmm. lazy union bums refused to do it, so mm-hmm. we're showing how private industry oh, is actually they, superior. They did it as like an anti-union thing because the union An- people. That's didn't like a do theory. It? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I, that's that's a theory probably trouted up by yeah like conservative people that are like look the government's mm-hmm. useless. It was actually private industry this year that took care of it. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. such a great public service, such as dyeing a river green. Can we build roads? I... No. Can we uh, take care of your water delivery? No. Can we take care of you when you're sick? No, but we can pollute a fucking river with the best yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust private industry to dye a river safely. No. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the government doing it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> trusting anyone who's just dumping green chemicals into a river and mm-hmm. being like, ah, probably fine, right? <laughs> God damn. Good enough for not government work. <laughs> the Chicago River is disgusting, right? Like, I, I wouldn't swim. I don't know if it's the I LA wouldn't. River bad, but like, it's a it's a very like it's running yeah. through a seriously yeah. big metropolitan area. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's as bad as like the Hudson, but. It's pretty bad. Like, I mean, the L.A. River is literally just runoff. Like, yeah, I mean, oh. the L.A. River is literally fed by all the gutters in the yeah. in L.A. Like, it's not a river anymore. It, it, <laughs> it hasn't been for a while. It's a drain. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, we we coated it in concrete because it flooded back in the twenties, and someone was like, "Here's how we fix that. We we put concrete around it, and then we're like, wait." <laughs> All of the life and everything that made it a river died? <laughs> Who could have guessed? My guy, don't worry. This will make for a great scene 30 years from now in a movie called Grease. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going with, like, Terminator Terminator. Two. Yeah, I thought Terminator oh, okay. 2 was definitely Fair. where you were going with that. Yeah. Or GTA 5. <laughs> so many people will try to escape the cops in this in GTA 5. Because they just go down one end and then ramp out the other. It's perfect. It's yeah. architectural genius. You go down one end and then you can go in the weird little tunnel thing and blast through the the little construction pylons. And then next thing you know, you're in the subway for some reason. <laughs> uh, fun fact about the Chicago River. Uh, way back in the day, they reversed the direction of I the remember flow. That. Yeah. Um, because... The industry in Chicago was like polluting the water supply, you know, in Chicago. So they mm-hmm. just reversed the flow of the river, so it polluted the water supply of everyone else. <laughs> like I, I, I can't remember if it leads down to the Mississippi, but like it does lead down to the water supply of other communities, and it just fucked everything. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Chicago. Hey. Yeah. I mean, Chicago also, if you read, what's that one? The Devil in the White City, the book. Um, 
it, it, it goes into, yeah, like how they got clean drinking water to Chicago from a Wisconsin city that like they they basically went up and stole it. Like they, yeah. they did like a mob shakedown and were like, mm, we're going to take this water now. Like, so, yeah, no, Chicago's got a weird history of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this has been a wonderfully weird episode of the Quarantine Cast. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check out our Patreon and uh, support us if you'd like to support us and help us keep doing this. Email us your business questions and opportunities, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at g2 underscore podcast. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram where Andrew is uploading some terrific highlight clips. And of course, follow me at LukesterWriter on Twitter for all of my writing. And be sure to check out the ActBlue link in the description if you would like to help support a collection of great causes. Happy St. Patrick's Day to y'all. Drink some... I, I forget, do you guys like Guinness or no? No. No. Drink Everyone some Guinness. Guinness. <laughs> Drink some Guinness. Join me in drinking Guinness. Sticking it, sticking it to the man that is Andrew and Ryan. Uh, yeah. Good luck with that, and... Good luck out there.